Are you ready for this week's business hot seat? In five, four, three, two, one. We're very excited this evening to be joined live in studio by the owner of Devon Pixies, Arwen McGregor. Arwen, welcome to the Business 101 show. Thank you for having me. It's been a couple of hard years for you in hospitality, hasn't it? As with a lot of people, yes. yes. How have you managed to kind of keep going? Because I know that's one of the things that a lot of hospitality owners have actually struggled with. How have you sort of kept going? I know you've had a lot of excitement recently, mm. but until then, what was your... Um, luckily, I had some very good loyal and local customers who um, followed when I, had to, when I flicked over from having in-house service to pick up IT boxes. So that actually kept us going. Um, obviously, with the help of JobKeeper and so on, also helped. But the main, but the people still kept coming for um, high tea boxes. When and then, as soon as we were able to have customers back in the door, people came back in. Maybe not so many, but it kept us in business and kept um, people knowing about us. And then, of course, we had our exciting move. So for those listeners who don't know about Devon Pixies, tell us exactly what it is that you do. Okay, so Devon Pixies is a high tea house cafe now. So we started out in Logan Village and we provided high tea celebrations, you know, for your birthdays and baby showers and bridal showers and all the rest of it and any occasion in between. Um, And now we've moved into our new venue in Kingston Butter Factory. We've expanded that to include like a cafe service. So we have a proper coffee machine, yay, (laughs) for those that drink coffee, Um, and a veranda cafe service with your toasted sandwiches and burgers and cakes and slices. So we have a high tea operation still for, you know, those special celebrations, but we also have our casual dining options and takeaways as well. So a bit of both. I'm just looking at your Insta. What is the cronut? It looks delicious. Oh, the cronut is awesome. It is a donut made from croissant pastry. Oh, it sounds amazing. Oh, <laughs> You're a sucker. I'm pretty, You're I'm pretty excited because uh, coffee is life, according to me. You don't make friends with tea. Um, but, but now that you've moved down to the Kingston Butter Factory, you're really easy to get to. Very easy to get to. I mean, it's just straight off Jacaranda Avenue. Excellent new parking, like there's bus parking, there's so much accessibility parking. It is just truly awesome. And I don't have to maintain the car park, which is even better. No, and I kind of feel like, even though it wasn't, that this building was nearly purpose made for, you, made for your business because oh. it fits in so well with what you do. So it's kind of like a Queenslander style. It's a Federation yeah. era cottage. So it was built um, in the early 1900s. Um, it was one of the, I don't, I'm not sure exactly how many buildings there were on the precinct site originally but there was a number of buildings built for workers for various purposes to live in or um, for administration so the actual cottage I'm in was one of the original administration cottages and we still actually have the original safe attached to our cottage so you know those big old bank safes that you know weigh a hundred odd kilos we have that in our cemented safe room um, because no one's moving it anywhere. I Just curious, what do you keep in there? Yeah. <laughs> I keep my chocolate, my sugar and my flour. The important stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely chocolate. <laughs> there's been so many changes and I know Council has been really pushing this Kingston Butter mm. Factory and it's just fantastic. There's had some really great live acts there recently. Absolutely. It, we had Pete Murray recently. We had was Pete it? Murray, yeah. the yeah. Whitlams. Um, so they had a Melting Sunsets that was it, event yeah. um, yep. and it was organised by Jabber Entertainment and... So they lined up uh, local acts, Stapleton Street and Brianna Dinsdale. Yep. Then they also had um, a few other 
more Queensland acts as well. And I'm sorry, I cannot remember everyone's names, but we had Diana Arnaid, Alex Lloyd, the Whitlams and Pete Murray as the sort of the, the four headliners at the, the, the working your way through. Which And it just was such a good night. And I actually just saw a post up from um, the Whitlams who had a, a really nice little um, recommendation for other artists to come and use the facilities because they said that the the tech was perfect, the the, the venue worked well for them, the, the hospitality was amazing. So it's good that you're having someone like the Whitlams who have been in the industry for I don't know thirty odd, forty years, long um, time, long yeah. time, yeah, coming and saying that this venue works. So you know, and they've probably been in every venue around Queensland, yeah, that's in Australia. So that's really fantastic. So, yes. Did you sell out a coffee on that day? Nearly. Nearly? <laughs> well, not, actually, I went down. We went down to our last two litres of milk. There you go. And um, the other big seller on the day was hot chocolate because it was quite a chilly night. And uh, we went through five kilos of chocolate powder that night. Wow. It's just amazing. That's a lot of hot chocolate. It's a lot of hot chocolate. Well, you think there's about 30 grams in each cup, so it's the same with coffee. Same so with coffee. It was yeah. a lot of hot chocolate. Everyone was just coming up, I want a large hot chocolate. My hands are cold. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. And you found night. the trade um, at the Kingston Butter Factory, the location is working well for you with the move? The move Absolutely. Great. Absolutely. I'm really, uh, I'm really interested about that, Owen, because you had a very established business in Logan Village, and then you've actually moved. I get why you've moved, because it's a great precinct, but... How, how do you manage that? I have a lot of people talk to me going, oh, should I stay? Should I get it? my leases finished? Should I have the courage to move to a better place or move home? Like, what was the thought around your move? Um, my thought was that for my business to grow, I needed to move to a more central location. Um, yep. I had floated, there were some other areas that had been floated around in previous years that just didn't pan out that were a more central touristy type area. Uh, so as soon as uh, the opportunity came up through, like I fa- saw on the council tender process, so I did have to go through a full tender process to get this. The and just knew it was going to work because you know it had this beautiful cottage. It was a central location. People will because I knew my high tea people would come with me because you come for a celebration. So it doesn't really. I mean, people were coming from the north side and from the Gold Coast and from out Flagstone and Ipswich to come to Logan Village. So to come to Kingston is actually more easier for them because there's more public transport options. They can catch the train. Um, and we've had people coming because they can catch the train now. And then we also have the casual people coming past, which is even better. People walk their dogs and pick up a coffee. We are dog friendly on our veranda, so you can bring pooch, sit on the veranda, enjoy your coffee. Um, and there's just the other attractions with the museum and the main Butterback factory building as well and the markets. And it's, it's just fabulous. <laughs> It's just, it was a no-brainer, really, for me as a move. Yeah, I kind of Did feel you, like... Were you nervous about it or just excited? Sorry, Kerry. Bit of, I mean, obviously nervous because, again, we, we were, there were site building delays and, you know, you'd sort of, I'd given my notice at my old venue and then after I'd done that, I'd found out that we had further site delays than I'd anticipated slash budgeted for. Um, and that was a bit of a nail-biting time, but... In a way, it sort of gave me a little bit of time to um, rest and recharge and sort of get a bit more organised with, with the move. I think, in hindsight, if we'd had only that small amount of turnaround that we thought we were originally going to have, it would have been complete chaos. <laughs> so having that extra few, like an extra month and a half, actually meant that we were a bit more controlled with when we could actually open. Um, but yes, there was nervous times because, again, you, you see that sort of cash flow and the going down 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 because you're having to still buy stuff to get yourself ready but you haven't actually got much of an income so 
yeah, there was a little bit of nail biting, but generally it was just more excitement because I just, I just knew that it was going to be the spot. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot more opportunity for you in terms of more walk-in traffic, a little mm. bit more than where you were. Oh, totally walk And, uh, you know, obviously there's going to be people from the public who will come to other things and then find you there as a surprise. That's so right. yeah. that's kind of we all we hope not to be too much of a surprise for people coming to yeah, the event. a good surprise. A good surprise. <laughs> but we hope to be that people know we're there and... As I say we're using we're using simply beans for our coffee, and every uh, just the feedback we're getting on that coffee has been fabulous. Um, but also that people are coming past just to see what's happening in the yeah. venue. Um, it's just it's just really truly amazing, and I can't wait. And we've got the official opening of the last kind of section happening yep. this Friday, haven't we? Yeah. So what's what's been closed? Like, what are they actually opening on Friday? So the um, well, the brick building that's there. So uh, that was the butter factory building proper. That building has fi- is, is actually having its official opening, where public can now come in and look at all of the the displays and setups that are going in. So council have set up various different displays. Um, there's one called Nourish and it's all about Logan food and the community. Um, there's a Logan snapshots all about street style and fashion. And, and there's, um, there's an indigenous art space and a few other things. Plus they've done a whole revamp of the Butterbox Theatre. So it's got, they've raised the roof. They've got all the proper track lighting in, wings access to the dressing room. So anyone that's previously had a show at the Butter Factory, you can now go from your dressing room onto the stage via some wings rather than out through the main auditorium. Yep. Um, and, and they're also they're booking shows in there. So not just relying on community groups and so on coming and booking their shows. They're actually booking other shows for people to come and see plays. They've got some children's events. They've got they've got a burlesque event coming. Oh, well, a sort of, what is it? No, speakeasy slash dance afternoon. Yeah. Lots of different things happening inside the Butterbox Theatre as well as the actual static displays, which will change. Um, so, yes, there's just, just stuff going on. It's just exciting. I'll, Nikki, we're I'll tell you have what, to the Logan down. Entertainment Centre needs a good run for their money because not a lot of people speak favourably about LEC. They talk about how difficult they are to deal with, how high the prices are. I don't have good feedback on LEC from anyone I talk to in the business community. So it'll be interesting to see whether the Kingston Butter Factory going ahead in leaps and bounds and being new and a shiny object and booking some great shows and events. We might actually get some competition in that space, which I think would be good for everybody. Yeah, it's healthy. Healthy competition, isn't it? Sure is. Sounds now, like you and I I'll need to go and have a coffee down there. We, th- we should have a business one one show uh, high tea. We yeah, need to, yeah. <laughs> scones and coffee. <laughs> we might organise that. Oh, and you're actually um, quite interested in the community side of things as well. You're not just a business there just trying to make money. You actually care about the community you're in. Tell me a bit about the uh, Mini Farms project because you quite like that as an idea. I do. I think it's a fabulous idea. Um, so the Mini Farms project I came across at, a, at um, Logan Lee Grain, which was a an event run by Council and Griffith University. And the, the, the founder, Nick, he has this fabulous idea of having community-funded farms, mini farms, growing fresh produce to give to charities such as Meals on Wheels and Oz Harvest and so on, and to schools to use for people that might not necessarily be able to afford, especially now the lettuce, um, <laughs> afford fresh vegetables and so on. So... He has this mini farm project that he wants community funded and business funded to grow this produce so that like instead of Oz Harvest getting the leftovers from a restaurant, they're getting fresh vegetables and fresh um, produce items. So um, they're trying to um, they're getting one happening at Logan Lee State High. So they will utilize students to help 
in the agri in the agricultural area in the business department just getting it all running so I'm supporting that I've bought I've bought a bed um, and I'm also going when this is news because it's brand new <laughs> um, I'm actually holding a high tea uh, fundraiser at the end of August where again we would hope to get enough money to fund another bed um, to just have somewhere for food to be grown because I think we're all realising how much more we need to grow our own food. I don't know how many people have started growing their own veggies again um, with the recent prices and all the rest of it. So I think it's a fantastic project and I think it's something that everyone can get on board with because it directly affects them and the community that we all live in. Yeah, and I love the fact that it kind of, it gets the students involved as well from an agricultural perspective, mm. and it also shows them the importance of community as well and looking after the community, which is something I don't yeah. think you can inject enough into our young teenagers uh, today. Spot on. I mean, we're proud supporters of a bed as well, uh, as is the Station 101. So I think it's up to us as the business community to rally together. And I was really impressed uh, when um, the Devon Pixies also saw the value and went, yep, that's definitely something you want to do. It just aligns mm. so closely with your community care. So well done for that. Thank you. Um, I, I think the, the way that you can realise as a business whether or not people like and get what you do is when they start bringing you presents and when they gift you <laughs> stuff. And I noticed that quite a lot of people tend to donate their fine china to you. Being they a do. High they place. do. Um, it is one of those things. A lot of people have old collections of china that have come from someone in the family and not everyone has either the inclination or the space to hang on to that china. So uh, a lot of people have br brought it and donated it to us so that the china gets a second life and it gets to get used by our customers and, and if they come in, the people that have donated it, they see their china getting used and loved. Um, and I think that's the best thing you can do. I know people like to keep their perfect sets and that's perfectly okay. But, you know, China's made to be used and it's meant to be used with love and that's what we like to do is that people can see it and... And I know the other thing we do is when we have our children's parties, our children use that china, then they come for their birthday parties. Because, again, I think, I think it's something that children need to experience um, is being, able, being allowed to use the good china. And I, I haven't had a child yet break, <laughs> touching a <laughs> lot of wood, <laughs> um, break a china set even in an accident children respect it and they they know they sit at the table nicely and they have their high tea and it's a special occasion and they don't abuse the fact that they're coming in for high tea and having fine china and i think we don't give our children maybe enough credit that they will look after it they appreciate it well even just the opportunity to sit down at a table and mm. actually uh, eat and drink and converse I didn't realise how many kids actually don't actually sit at the table with their family anymore. No. It's all done on the couch or in front of the TV. So the things we take for granted, it's like what a, what a cool day out that would be. Yeah, it just, it just adds to the experience and it's just something a bit different. And it's not knocking any other style of party. It's just something a bit different for a child to come and enjoy and sit and have be allowed to use the good china. Yeah, I love and that. And act like concept. an adult. Now, what about for the rest of us adults who actually <laughs> come for high tea? Because I love a good You high get tea. the fine china too. Yeah, I know Millie would love to go down for high tea. I think we should go down there for a date, day or night. Um, what, so when are you open? Like, what's the, what's the go? So we're open Tuesday to Saturdays uh, from 8.30 in the morning through till 3.34 o'clock. Um, on Saturday, every, on the second and fourth Saturdays, the markets are on. So we open at 7 a.m. 
and on the third Friday is a night market, so we stay open until the markets close at 8, 8.30. And nice. then we also open for any special events on site. So yeah, they've got a few things coming up. Yeah. So the next market is actually on the 9th of July for anyone that's interested Saturday in morning, going down yep. Saturday morning from 7am. And then on the 14th, they've also got an open mic night down yeah. there. Yeah, so we're not open for the those kind of night events yep. because that's kind of inside the butter factory. Yep. But the outdoor events, like if you have another Eats and Beats or the night markets or like the Melting Sunsets, we stay open for and provide the, you know, coffee and takeaway. Cheese toasties go off. Like people just love being able to come in for a cheese toasty. Cheese toasty. Does it have Vegemite on it? <laughs> if you want Vegemite, you can have Vegemite. Very delicious. <laughs> it's well, not look, a and if you, want you thought about doing that. <laughs> yeah, if you want to stay up to date um, with Arwen and her business, get onto Insta, Devon Pixies. Uh, I actually have been following you for a little bit and I just drool every time I look at your Insta because I love <laughs> the photos and feed you do. And will you keep up to keep us updated on any special events and times? Absolutely. And stuff yep, yep. We, yeah. I'll send it through to you and Kerry and put it all up there. I've got to put yep. the event up yet on the website, so... Fantastic. Thanks so much Very for coming nice. in. Really Thank you for coming in. It's a pleasure. That's Arwen McGregor from Devon Pixies. And, uh-